Welcome to episode five of the podcast. Today on the podcast, we have some of Kenya's top bodybuilders. With us are Sheetal Kotak, Joseph Oyata, Mikala Barasa, and Ian Shafi. Welcome, guys. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, so today we're going to get to know each of them a little bit better. How they got into bodybuilding, their experiences competing, what bodybuilding means to them, and their thoughts on bodybuilding in Kenya. So let's get into it. So who will go first? <laughs> Ladies first. Sheeta, why don't you start? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into bodybuilding? All right. Hi, guys. It's uh, nice to be here today. A really privileged, actually. So for me, uh, I'm first and foremost a parent of two boys, uh, grown boys, actually, 20 and 14 now. Uh, professionally, I had a foreign procurement imports, exports and logistics uh, in an engineering firm. Passionately, I'm an athlete in the figure category for women's bodybuilding. And yeah, that's, uh, that sums me up. And uh, I have been competing since 2013. Um, I have over 10 first places. Audio is off. Oh, wow. <laughs> Boom glitch there. Uh, Sheetal, sorry, you were telling us about um, how many amazing yeah. competitions you've done. Yeah, so I started competing in 2013 and I started in Uganda uh, where I joined the Muscle Mania Africa Federation till 2015. And then I also competed uh, several times in Kenya when with Muscle Mania Africa. And then when Kenya Bodybuilding uh, Federation came alive, I started competing with them. And then I competed in within a temporary new federation that was modern fitness. And then I competed with the WBFF. Uh, that is uh, in the UK and SA. So I competed in SA. So yeah, basically it's been about uh, seven years uh, of active competing. I took a break in foot 2018-19 uh, and uh, looking to come back uh, next year since this year we have the COVID issue. But yeah, basically that has been my bodybuilding and fitness journey in competing and competing. Wow, that's that's really impressive. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. Basically, uh, bodybuilding for me has been is therapy more than the fitness aspect of it for me it's a real therapy because the reason how i got into bodybuilding was because was as therapy because um I, my background was of severe depression and alcoholism when before i began bodybuilding I, as not a sporty person so with problems in my marriage and in my life and years of depression and abuse I I joined the gym to help me through my doctor and there was no stopping me from that's how my journey began actually from anorexia to alcoholism to depression came out 
bodybuilding changed my character, you know. So it really builds character for me. It's therapy, and uh, you know, it just gives me new strength for each day to face life, basically. And then the 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 physique part of it is secondary that comes to me. But yeah, first true. is the emotional and mental well-being mm. that bodybuilding has given to me in my life. Yeah, no, that that's incredible, and I think, um, yeah, a lot of people find that with, with with exercise in general, how it's it's great for for mental health. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, we've got a big echo there. Sorry, we've got a big echo there. I don't know why it's Anyway, thank thanks for sharing that, Sheetal. Um, Jose, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Uh, hi guys. Hi. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. It's a great opportunity, and I can't wait to share my story and learn from all the other stories. I already feel touched by Shita's story. So yeah. Uh, I am current Mr. Kenya Physique current because I think we haven't had a contest in the last two years, but I won in 2017 and 2018. For me, bodybuilding is, it's like she tell us, it's more than a sport. Like it's an, for me, it's an art, it's a culture. And since I, my first contest was in 2015, I did Mr. Kenya, and after that, I did Muscle Mania Africa, where I met Lee. Yeah, that's where we met. <laughs> that was yeah. my first competition. <laughs> and from there, I've done a couple of more shows. I think I've competed all through until last year. Uh, my biggest achievement being the IFBB Gulf Classic Dubai Muscle Show, where I finished second in my height category. And I'm still looking forward to continuing with the planning. I was hoping to continue here this month, but due to the current situation, it is not possible. So I'm on a long off season right now. I'm trying to build up more and add a bit more of muscle size and be ready for my next prep. Yeah. I think I, I think um, I'm personal. I'm building up my personal training career right now. Although I am a media graduate, but um, yeah, I'm getting into the the real personal training field with some advice from Lee, of course. I've been <laughs> yeah. undertaking my studies. Hopefully I will get my certification in a month or so. Oh, that's good. And I can't wait to continue with the journey. Yeah, I think at this point, every everyone, because of the COVID issue, everyone is bulking or trying to put on some kind yeah. of size somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And taking the time to study. That's great that you're doing your, your yeah, course. Yeah, that's very good. Well done. Thank you. Congrats. And uh, Michaela, what, what about you? We see a lot of you on... Um, You've got your YouTube page and everything. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself? 
Uh, hi guys, my name is Mihala Barasa. I am an advocate of the High Court of Kenya, which most of you like to refer to as a lawyer. And I'm very glad to be here today. Like this is my favorite podcast. In case you guys didn't get from all my Instagram and Facebook posts, this is my absolute favorite podcast. Thank you. Um, so professionally, I'm an advocate of the High Court of Kenya, currently specializing in sports and medical legal practice. I am setting up my own practice in Upper Hill. Um, apart from that, I'm a bodybuilder in the bikini category, and I'm the current training Miss Bikini Kenya, a title I carry with a lot of pride. Um, I got into fitness in 2014, and um, a little bit of why, again, I know Shital from this podcast, uh, and Shital is my mentor, and the reason why her and myself relate is because we come from almost the same background of anorexia and a bit of bulimia. And I get I got into fitness essentially to gain a little bit of weight. And she inspired me to join bodybuilding in 2015. So my first show was Maslemania Africa. That's the first show I ever saw Lee and I met Jose in that show also. Um, I actually placed first in that competition, which was actually a turning point for my competitions. So I've, compet I've competed with the Kenya Bodybuilding Federation for the past five years until last year when I competed in the IFBB Diamond Cup in India and I came second again, a big achievement mm. for me. Um, Very good. For me, bodybuilding stopped being about myself. Now it's more about inspiring others and it gives me structure because I know I need to keep working out so that I can. Mikala, sorry, we had a tiny glitch again. Please carry on. Okay, like, like I was saying, bodybuilding for me has turned into something about inspiring others, but most of all, it kind of gives me structure and uh, I actually love the discipline that comes with it. Um, I actually believe that even in our jobs and our daily lives, people that are, that are into sports or athletes give even their jobs a bit of an extra mile. Um, yeah, that's that's essentially who I am and that's what I do. I love it. I love I love the common theme we have here of, you know, bodybuilding is more than just how you look and, you know, it's evolved right. into a lot more. I think, I think that says a lot for it because many people just... You know, like I said in the previous podcast, just see, you know, people in in their in their bikini or that or their little shorts or yeah. man thong on stage well, and don't. The society <laughs> perception to us bodybuilders is they think we are self obsessed and selfish, uh, and we just think about our physical selves all the time, but they don't see that what the sport gives us is applied into many areas of our lives, our children's people we you know our day-to-day -day people interact with and that you know it, it has a an effect in everyone's life in everything that we do and others as well that we work with so it's we are not self-obsessed to an extent right when it comes to the physique part of it but that's not just where it starts and ends and that's what people don't get yeah you no, know too true yeah too true right. um and last but not least the famous iron shafi Welcome. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. I don't know how famous I am. So, you're famous. <laughs> we're, we're calling you by your, your IG name. That means you're famous. 
Yeah. Some people don't even know your real name. <laughs> so, you gotta hide it. Okay. I'm happy to be here. Uh, so, uh, I'm the name is Mr. Kenya, if I can say that still. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, everything going on. See <laughs> you happen. Thank you, overcome. Yeah. Uh, so, um, what do you mean for me as well is uh, it's life, you know? Um, uh, I do bodybuilding as an athlete and as a trainer. I teach bodybuilding too. Besides, I transform it as a personal trainer. Um, I have a show which you all know, I'm fit, that uh, was uh, started last year. We, are, we, have, we, we had some plans for this year before this corona thing came up. And I have as well uh, I Fit uh, last one standing that was to happen every month. Uh, it happens one, once, and again, COVID came. <laughs> All right, uh, not, nothing much to say about myself. Uh, let's get this going. <laughs> okay, the brief intro. <laughs> Well, what 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 drew you to 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 bodybuilding, Shafi? Like, I mean, when um, when did you really sort of get into it? Yeah, nice question. So I started. Um, basically, I've been um, I've been fit all my life because I started bodybuilding in 2015, but I was a boxer since I was 12 years. So I've been boxing since I was 12. So bodybuilding, I started as a, when I started work. So I started working when I was 17 years. No idea. <laughs> so the most, well, you know, my job demanded for me to be, to be big and aggressive. So <laughs> as I started lifting, yeah. As I started lifting, then um, my coach said, uh, "Man, your body is coming a long way. Why don't you try?" Then Chris Chris Okech came, okay, came to Kenya for his first show. Then he said, "Man, I've I'm my training partner. Let's do." I said, fine, let's go, bro. So, 2015, 9th May was my first show in Nairobi. I placed fifth uh, heavyweight category. Yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all start somewhere. Sorry, little time that say. Um, so now with COVID going on, I so like Leon was just saying, we're all sort of heading into sort of bulk season, trying to build up some good size. Um, what are, what are all your goals? Have you got some competitions lined up? Um, or Sheetal, I know we were discussing earlier. You're going to do a photo shoot instead. What are the plans? That. Anybody, Anyone. jump in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I was before you joined, I, I'm currently doing a lean bulk. I've been on it uh, for the past two months. And uh, I think it's uh, I'm successful uh, in it. I've taken a different approach. I have a new coach. Uh, I don't know if you know him. Maybe he's famous, uh, underrated muscle. Uh, from Instagram, if you look at his page, yeah. and uh, we've been doing the lean bulk, uh, it's going well. And then I'm looking because we were look, planning to compete this year, later this year, but it doesn't look like it'll happen. Um, so yeah, just taking it 
a day at a time, a meal at a time. Uh, it's my favorite time because I really enjoy feeling strong and lifting heavier. Uh, but then I think we'll do a superhero themed shoot this year's motivation later in the year. And then next year is when I look to compete, uh, start preparing in January. Yeah, because uh, I do believe uh, no matter the circumstances or challenges I've had in the past two years, I do believe uh, completely with all my heart that I am going to bring the 2021 IFBB status home. So I know that the work ethic uh, is, uh, when it comes to that, I think it's uh, something we put everything we've got in, you know, which I believe uh, we are all capable of. So that's the plan for me for this year and next year. Yeah. Oh, that 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 is an awesome goal. And where yeah. where will you compete? Well, God willing, fingers crossed. If my mom who is sick uh, keeps well, then that's the goal. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's good. Seems everyone yeah. is aiming for next year, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah, because um, well, this year, uh, it's very unsure. So. Because I I think Andy was competing either this yeah. weekend last week? or last yeah. weekend. The competition he was prepping uh, for. This weekend. Yeah, it's this oh, week. this weekend. Yeah, so oh. that that just went like that. So. Uh, yesterday. Oh wow. <laughs> well, well, we were yeah. saying that you know you should you should do a little show on your uh, Instagram. <laughs> we'll be your judges, and we will award you first place without any bias. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> do like a virtual competition. So I'm not that far from Arnie and Leon, man. Yeah. And you. Uh, I'm not that you guys. Well, <laughs> no, for for me, it's like in the last episode, I'm I'm bulking for the whole year. Um, my goal is to get to maybe 107 or 110 kilos of whatever muscle. I I don't I, I don't really care. I just want to get heavy and strong. And then after that, we'll, we'll reveal what's underneath and figure the rest out in 2021. <laughs> yeah. It could be easy with all the pancakes and all the cooking I see Claire doing for you. Yeah, yeah but, but it's, you, it's, it's, you see that the food, yeah. the, the food is not the problem. Oh, you it's have the one eating. job. You have one job and that is to eat. I am tired exactly. of eating. Thank you, Shita. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's become a, uh, not really a choice. It's just become hard, like the amount of rice and chicken and uh, well let's let's be real here he is not doing a clean bulk like you should tell there is a lot of chips he's trying to tell you that he doesn't enjoy your recipe (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah? this are you doing i do anything from five to ten meals a day so on a good day i could do up to six to eight Maybe of solid meals or including supplements? Uh, just meals. I only do whey, so just, just whey protein. I don't do any other supplements. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think the older I grew, the less supplements I'm using now, so I just do whey. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, and and Mikala, do, are you doing any kind of 
bulking or any of the trying to build some some muscle what, what are your your plans as it is as it is clear i'm already struggling to keep the weight that i have it's it's crazy like i'm already down three kilos ah, you but, need to uh, eat. My, my goal for the rest of the year is to just build my midsection and my hamstring because in the last competition they were highlighted as one of my weaker features so mm. i need to work on my hamstring and i need to work on my core so that i at least get to the ifbb level of bringing a title like the mentor said but um, i'm really not doing a bulk per se because um i don't know I, i'm just not doing a bulk and i'll do a bulk when my coach says i do a bulk i'm, I'm those people that when the coach says we do it when the coach doesn't say we don't do it like yeah. i'm yeah. like I'm, i follow directions like that that's mm-hmm. good so uh, the plans for competing definitely next year this year not so sure because the Arnold was cancelled and that was going to be the competition that most of us are going to go for. If we find something in December or November, probably I might participate, again, depending on the coach's mood and the physique, Mm -hmm. but most likely again May next year for the ACA Arnold Classic. Yeah, no, that's, I I think it's good to have, you know, just take the year and really concentrate on building a foundation, working on your weak points. Uh, it's in a way we're looking for the COVID silver linings and it's just given us the time and and, uh, Jose Uh, my plans are on pause until next year to compete right now I'm on the off season training which is not my, I do not enjoy this period. I don't enjoy the... Really? Oh, interesting. No. Yeah, he does I live, I live for the prep life. I enjoy oh, the process. Being oh, lean. Uh, it just until it, it, it instills some kind of discipline in me and yeah it's i don't even know how to explain the experience. The does field. that mean, does that mean off season for you has no discipline? Uh, I'm just trying to understand I, because for someone like me, the season meals are no different than prep, only that there's yeah, more yeah, calories. Yeah. But it's the same. Cardio is every day. Meals are clean. Yeah. So what's your off-season uh, like? I'm interested I, in knowing I think that it will take you off discipline. Not off discipline, per se, but I think it's because I struggle with the, with the meals. putting on air. No, with the meals I'm okay. I currently I'm having five meals a day, training four times a week. But my gain scheme is so like it's so slow. Is it gaining? No, I I I mean sorry to interrupt. I'm quite interested. I always see you in a very peak, crispy condition most times. Uh So is it? that challenge because that's a man, uh, mental barrier that i personally uh, struggle with but i am coming to terms with as in my off season i'm gaining weight i hate seeing my abs disappear i hate seeing the conditioning go and becoming bigger for women it means you know it's really a mental yeah, yeah. it's it's a mental really uh, war within myself seeing this whole ripped physique go is that what you're you also men as a man have challenges with uh, 
Yeah, I think for me personally, the gaining bit is the challenge. I don't mind losing my abs because I feel like when I prep, it's usually faster for me to. I would say my genetics are favoring me because I usually get to very low body fat levels. I've seen that. And easier. Not easier, but faster. Yeah. Your metabolism. I have you. Sorry. Say that. Have you ever pushed your weight right up? Another check. I'm. 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 And then also, I think some people, like this happens to me after prep sometimes. If I don't have a goal, um, like it used to happen, I'd say maybe after Arnold Classic, because I didn't have a goal like competition immediately. Uh, I didn't care too much. I was very like, you know, I just train, eat, whatever. So I know for some people, it's that goal of prep that keeps them going. Without that, it's it's very different. So maybe it's something you can work on during this off season now. Just increase your food. Um, just enjoy the off season. Work on the recovery. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think, Shita, your point is really interesting. That everyone sees... Um, that it's maybe harder for women to, to gain... Um, to gain body fat, but I think it's just as hard for men as well. Um, I know, maybe not now, Leon's struggling with it, but yeah. you know, especially after competition, when he starts losing his abs, he's like, "Oh, I'm so fat," and you know, it's. It, yeah. it, I think. You know, I think we we are all worst critics, and we critique ourselves too much. But we must remember that it is called an. You know, we must understand that. Staying in that condition throughout is not is is detrimental actually to the improve. Yeah. So I had this. I always was lean and want to stay lean and have my six pack showing and my legs are striated. But I will not improve like that, and I will not grow. So I finally accepted it. I'm on eight meals a day, and I'm I'm loving it actually, and I'm not looking bad either. Yeah. Because it's I'm keeping discipline. Mm-hmm. But. Yes, I'm not stage conditioned, but I'm in decent shape. It gets harder though. For like for me, in my off season, last off season, I had to really push for weight right up because the older you get, the harder it is to add muscles. So you've just got to do everything. So you've got to eat, you know, thousands of calories extra. Are struggling to eat last meals. And it is, especially when you, you know, you know it's going to take you longer to get back down. Yeah, your prep's going to be longer. You've got to do it, otherwise you just won't grow. Exactly, and it is a hard game of season, more so than prep. Uh, you've gone on mute, Andy. Oh, we, we've lost mute? Andy for a second, but I, th- I think that... Um... No. Oh, he's back. Andy, oh, yeah. we lost you for a bit. So you know, it's it's yeah. I think every every physique, all of us are different, 
what works for one might not for the other but the most important thing to remember is in every season and in every phase to have an open mind about the changes in our physics because we are the worst critics of ourselves and sometimes that's we are the most unhealthy people to ourselves mentally and very hard on ourselves and it's not right yeah. because it, this sport is about being healthy all around in every phase right someone like me i've never been to 60 kilos i'm a petite girl on stage 45 48 kilos and off season to 52 54 kg so it's a something i'm trying and being open to yeah i, I think that's what you think your worst critique is a weakness sorry yeah you think your worst critique is a weakness no i'm saying it can it's it's good to be your we have to be in this sport but it can be we can be sometimes too hard on ourselves and yeah. it can be like negative it can have a negative impact on you mentally i think that's why that's why having a coach i like to be very hard on myself look at every weakness i have there the best without you coaching anything you know I like it being that like what you're saying because it has a positive impact. Yes. yes. If it's negative then it's not good. You know I'm talking of, I'm talking from my background of yeah. of when I was anorexic and I was 32 kgs and a mother of two and even at 32 kgs I was critiquing myself that I I'm fat. I'm fat. And now and now when we come to bodybuilding and this sport when we talk about the two phases when from competition to lean to uh, the bulkier the heavier side and the softer side of of physics i'm just trying to say it's very very there's a thin line there that you must it does affect you can people get depressed i used to i still do sometimes because you can't understand and accept this change so it is good to critique ourselves but in a, but in a positive way Yeah and I I think like uh, Leon said that's where it's great to have a coach. Um so she told yeah. you've got a coach. I mean Andy's got a coach. Um well Mikala Mc- 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 yeah, you coach, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Me. No. I've I've always Joseph? Yeah. Jose. Yeah. I've self coached myself most of my contests. Yeah, But the last same. one I worked with a coach. I'm working with the coach on the next one as well. Yeah, probably my yeah. next one also I'll do the same but uh it's it's very hard to prep work coach yourself critique your own physique yeah. it's it's it takes I didn't get you. I do you have a coach here? No, I've well maybe next competition but I've I've always just had clear check and I check on the mirror and do my own follow ups and but in a way I just say he looks great and he just says no I look fine <laughs> but but in a way it's not the best cuz I always overdid it over pushed over trained over cardio um I was always too hard on myself then you have work to go to you, like life goes on and you're pushing in these areas and I think sometimes it's nice to just give someone else you know a bit of that load to help you with and just to be able to keep your mental your mental state intact and you don't have to think about it too much like cuz I I think I was prepping the same time with Andy and I'd say he was more relaxed compared to me 
because I have to think of my macros uh, every week. Yeah, yeah so I've initially when I was competing, my initial years I coached myself. Yeah, it's hard. And uh, but as as I've moved on for the since four years now, I have a coach, and uh, I think it's easier for me because all I know is I have I have a plan. I just got to do the work. Yeah, I don't want to think about <laughs> analyzing and yeah, yeah. And I think I think I think generally it's also not just the coach. Um, it's it's a village really. Like when I was uh, last year, I had Maurice and I had Jose. I had Maurice, my coach, and then there's Jose there to kind of check the physique and check the amount of cardio I'm doing. Once in a while, I run into Leon's DM when I'm struggling with the meal and nutrition yeah. and something like that. I mean, I think it's a village really. It's, it's not something you you can entirely sort of load you have to put on yourself if you have a support system around yeah, it's, yeah. it should be very community like yeah. well, <laughs> what's what's nice here is that there is a i think there's a, a really nice community of of bodybuilders you know such as yourselves here and everyone does does talk and know each other and you know will re reach out yeah. Yeah, really. So when when we've talked about some of the challenges of of bodybuilding in sort of in general, and what would you say your challenges are bodybuilding in in Kenya? Because you've you've sort of started with competitions here, but then sort of moved abroad. So what what are your thoughts on that? Getting the same response. Say again, please. Um, I was just asking what your thoughts are on the challenges of bodybuilding in Kenya um, and how everyone will, will start with a competition here but then generally look for competitions overseas. So the challenges for me here is, uh, you know, first of all, the federation is needed for the bodybuilding professionally here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the first challenge is not there. Uh, the second challenge, you know, the bodybuilding is not so, is not that popular like other sports. So we have sponsorship. Have, uh, the fans are growing. We can see in the competition there are a lot of fans. So basically, those are the main ones. Of course, now the knowledge of spreading the word of bodybuilding, how it's done, the, the grassroots. You know, people think bodybuilding is just eating and lifting weights. There's yeah. fans behind it as a from all these guys. Yeah. Not the main yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, it's true, true. Because especially here with our our almost non-existent federation that supports no one, I'm sure. Uh, since most of us here have competed abroad, you know, it's it's almost self sponsorship and clients and maybe friends and so that's I'd say that's number one one of the things that really just make it hard for a lot of talented and genetically gifted guys to and and girls to to be able to compete abroad to be honest and you see um and you see from as you're saying leon from my experience like uh, my, my last competition 
country comes with three or four officials, you're in line and you're alone. Like it's like you're you're a no man's land. Nobody's there to support you. You're just standing in line, and there's a federation from like maybe Taipei with six athletes, all of them wearing the same, <laughs> having true. their flags. And I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like it's interesting to think that yeah. we have a federation that actually does the absolute least for its athletes because out here people are yeah, investing heavily in in their athletes but ours i don't think have any plans of doing that yeah it's true because uh during during my show i was a uh, backstage i was alone but luckily i had a friend who who is um, who lives in the uk studied in kenya so he called me over to sit with the uk team then we were close to andy's coach was there so he had his team so you know they introduced me to the guys so they, they you know bodybuilders are nice but in terms of just feeling like maybe you know i'm there with mikala the shital on the side shafi jose How would that be? there's it would be nice because everyone yeah. had their support system and yeah I, I, I know exactly what you're saying because I thought the same thing sitting backstage and I'm like, crap, I think, I think I'm alone here. Everyone has you can, you can just teach me how to apply the glaze and I'll glaze all of you before you go out onto stage. Yeah. Yeah. Carry a flag. I can't carry a flag. No support, man. Yeah, but even... I didn't, I didn't know people carried a flag in the first place. That's the thing. Yeah, I didn't know people carried a flag. Yeah. But, so I get that and people are like, where is your flag? I don't have a flag and I've been adopted by Nepali officials. So they're just like, this is our athlete. She's from Kenya, but she's a Nepali athlete. Yeah, like so even, even in, uh, in Dubai, when uh, Shafi was competing backstage, it was me. Uh, Wilson was helping him and another Kenyan friend of ours who lives in Dubai and that was it and he's trying to prep so we have to you, you know there's no there's really no support that's I'd say that's the number one biggest problem when it comes to Kenyan bodybuilding yeah. well let me think and this is what pisses me off about the Kenya Federation is they're happy to take the credit for athletes' Always. hard work, <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and do nothing for them. And do nothing for them. That's what. Yeah. And yet, they take the credit. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Bullshit. They take your photo, post it on their page, and they're like, "One of our own did well." <laughs> you see, Kenya, the future of Kenya bodybuilding in Kenya will not be. Uh, yeah. a level that we are proud of until and unless they stop being it becomes about the athletes and the love for the sport and not about themselves yeah otherwise kenya the future of kenya body bodybuilding in kenya is not worth doing yeah because there's first of all there is no support for any athletes what is it we are here we gotta... there is no support for athletes for the athletes in any in any way so monetary or workshops or training or supplements or anything they do not have any sponsors apart from one competition who we find for them they don't have any other affiliations we don't have any other affiliated federations if you go to sa or uk you have uh, uh, pro elite you have this you have that you have so many even in ghana look at people what they're doing but here it's 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 like 
Bodybuilding is mine. KBBF is mine. Yeah. And this is yeah. mine. Nothing is yours. This is ours, the athlete. So, to be honest, if that doesn't change, and then forget about this place. Then whatever you're doing, do it your own, on your own and then, with your yeah, little community and your supporters, and you know, do it Just outside. The, I remember my it's my experience. Cheap. Yeah. I had a terrible experience last year. Yeah. Dubai. <laughs> First, I didn't even have a letter from the Federation because I had tried getting the letter for so long. So when I got the, we were on the registration queue, it was now my turn after so, waiting for so long. Then one, one of the official, officials asked for my letter from the Federation and I didn't have it. <laughs> so it was a whole different story. We had to, I had to beg them and plead. That's when they, they accepted. Why? Yeah, like they were almost denying me after that whole process. Yeah, they were nice. Yeah. Those were good I remember promoters. talking to Tina that night. Yeah. I was texting Tina, telling her how I am. Because uh, <laughs> now, yeah, levels were high. But, <laughs> but you're, you're lucky those are very good promoters because even the, yeah. the Arnold Classic, we... The one I did, it was this close because the Federation sent the letter very late. Luckily, they said, ah, it's okay. You know, Kenyan guys are good, but it was just this close. We were going to miss the... So I, I try. That's why like, I like the UK competitions because it's independent um, like sponsors. And they were like, we don't care for your Federation. You come, you know, do your thing and enjoy. <laughs> We've competed with Kenya Bodybuilding Federation. Okay, we have accolades for them. Yeah. Uh, Tina, I will, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I also feel it's not just about even the support of... Even when they're hosting these shows, I wish... I mean, someone can highlight when I did on stage while I was competing, and I said, oh, yeah. no way. They can. They do not know the categories, the yeah, poses. Yeah, the judging is the off. It's like getting anyone sit on this chair and say, here... And it's a big joke. Yeah, it's true. a big joke. How do you... Yeah. You have no idea when you ask physique guys to do abdominal and thighs. I remember, Show me the thighs. I remember that yes. show. <laughs> you cannot ask figure ladies to do back double biceps and uh, uh, try chest and triceps. So first of all, if they cannot understand the sport, then don't call yourself a federation of this sport and do not host competitions. Oh, you can see my blood pressure rising. <laughs> you cannot hold competitions. That's the you thing. You don't even know yes. what you're judging and what categories <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah, you I, cannot do it. I remember that one when uh, guys were told yeah? ab so, thighs for the men's physique. I'll tell you, I'll yeah. tell you something. If Kenya Bodybuilding Federation has come up since the time it came up in 2015, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. 2015. When, because they saw athletes going to Uganda and Muscle Mania Africa came to Kenya, they said, oh, let us all get a federation and do our own. But then, if they don't want to host competitions, then at least it should be the interest of the athletes and the sport. Otherwise, it's just like a big clown show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know how to change that, right? But you see, that is why I, uh, Shafi... You came up with Iron Fit. It was a success. But you see, what I'm saying is us athletes are there to improve bodybuilding in Kenya, to make it a first-class experience, just like which we experience outside. 
they won't let us because they want to behave like it's theirs. They own this is a puppet show, pull the string. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah true. It doesn't work. Like, I have to remember last, last year, I had a lot of five people sending me some, calling people, telling people in a higher level of sports federation. I mean, sports minister called me, organize the federation, the competition, send it, post me on Facebook, I'm not going to you know, those are all great. Yeah, all I'm saying, whether it's KBBF, whether it's Iron Fit, whether it's Andy Classic, yeah. whether it's whatever, let shows come here at a, in a professional, international ma- manner. What I'm saying is that, you know, you should not be scared of these guys. You just need to do the proper thing. You know? Yes. Right? Yeah. The court said that we need to have an election, right? Yes. Yeah. No one is, is, is pushing that one. We're just waiting behind to see who is going for us. There is no federation anymore. These elections need to happen. A federation needs to come in and things need to be done professionally for the athletes, for the sport. And unfortunately, people talk a lot, you know, but behind scenes, but you go to the Federation page, you know, people are kissing us there. You know, someone like you calling, I'm not saying you, someone like you calling uh, or maybe Mr. President, blah, blah. Men rise up, say, you need to do an election, this person needs to move. It's just, it's just like a, like a scarecrow, and buzzers are scared up, just wait for nothing. You know, he's harmless, bro, you can see what, 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 what we did last year. Yeah? So what we can do is, let's focus for us, Athletes, we can focus on shows outside. That's what we do. Yeah, and it's it's a shame because it's it's not easy when you're funding yourself. To... Yeah. Oh. Well, another challenge is apart from uh, bodybuilding, Kenya bodybuilding. I think uh, someone like me, my main challenge is with having a job, children, the gym, life. It, these are real challenges that are there you know, uh, in bodybuilding for me. I find it uh, difficult and strenuous to find balance in everything uh, in life sometimes. And bodybuilding is not a cheap sport. So, you know, I always mm-hmm. tell people who tell me they want to get into bodybuilding competitively, but I really think it's very important to know that you can afford this lifestyle. Because we do know there are many people who do want to get here, but... Uh, it does take, the truth is, it will take it a lot will. of will. investment mm. uh, from, uh, in every, from every side you can think of, you know. And the other challenges are society, how they perceive you, families, your partners, your spouse, maybe they're not into the same sport. And so much uh, judgment that we deal with uh, daily in our lives from our own as well. And, uh, yeah, and then... The meal preps, the clothes. I can never find a shirt to fit my shoes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> challenges. I'd like to know more of you guys. You know, uh, most of you, what are your challenges like? Really, yeah? Hello. You visited the shop. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, the way you, in my Sorry. experience, I don't know. Can you guys hear me? Yes. yes. Oh yeah, in, in my personal experience is like when I saw this thing and the legal profession knew I was into bodybuilding, like nobody wanted to be associated with me. They were like that girl who walks around in her underwear and what's on. And I remember I got this this uh, Facebook message from a magistrate and he was like, 
go and tell everyone that has put a post of you in your underwear to take those posts down. Oh my God. Be embarrassing the profession like this. And it was just like four paragraphs long. What? I remember showing it to my sister and my boss and I was just like, okay, like people like those, you just block them and you ignore them and you move on with your life, you know? And that was in 2015. Fast forward to like now, 2020, the same people in those groups are like, oh yeah, Mikala, I want to lose 10 kilos. I have yeah. a Would you mind like dropping me some uh, some tips? Well, of course, one, once or twice I dropped them some tips, but it's, it's very hard to get past those um, societal judgments. And you yeah. see, like, and, and the job part, at peak week, when you're just drained, your boss still expects you to perform optimally. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they don't care yeah. that you've not, you've not had carbs for two days. They're just like, where's my job? And, you know, they, it's actually it's quite, actually quite, it takes, it takes a lot. It takes a lot from you, both emotionally and physically. And another thing that I actually struggle with, and I don't talk about this a lot, is anxiety. I struggle a lot with anxiety. I have very, I have anxiety attacks. A lot like more more than i care to admit and that and just the pressure of bodybuilding especially during prep it's just bad like one time you're breaking down one time you're happy one time you're sad one time it's really it's an interesting sport and it takes but it's, it's also an interesting sport that's what i'll say yeah no that that's tough though when you know you know at work that they just don't understand what you're doing at all like in the time when you need the most support and they just think you're prancing around in your underwear that's really sad i mean they don't see the dedication and the hard work that you've put into that you know it's difficult when we're working people if though you're working for yourself good you know uh, i remember being in essay backstage and I was doing emails, and I'm lined the line up to go for pre-judging. Oh, wow. And I'm busy doing emails. I'm like, respond to this email now. <laughs> there is no other way. This is how you, you live that life. Yeah. So there are challenges. There are people who judge you. It's, it's all over. I mean, everywhere. So you just have to have thick skin, I think, if you're in this sport. Yeah, I think thick skin and to know, to know that... The, the sacrifices that you're going to have to make not to think that it's just yeah. losing a couple of kilos or anything like that but that you've got to do you know having yeah. an understanding partner in this sport mm. because you will not i'm not sure uh let me speak for myself during prep is when i, I you know your mind you you're going crazy at that time of your last week's if you do not have somebody understanding and <laughs> around you i mean that is at my time of a breakup <laughs> then you blame it on a prep it's not because sometimes I just think it's very important to have the people surrounding you to understand what you do yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot emphasize on that more I mean Claire if you, you see Leon eating like this you, you don't understand this food you're like what is this Yeah. I don't understand yeah. this is my life going to revolve around food and this, you know it, it does it strain us I, I can't emphasize more on having a partner and yeah who understands this I mean Tina if you I think you can understand what I'm saying and if you're gonna have a lawyer boyfriend and you you are in your underwear I don't know <laughs> it'll be hard it's hard things like when you've got a family though I think one of the hardest things is when you've got kids exactly right, like, right I, now I mean but after this 
after this call, I'm making brownies. I'm baking brownies with the girls yeah, because, well, that's what it's parents really do. You know, you know, I've had birthday parties where I'm dishing out cake and I'm on prep and, you know, I can't touch <laughs> yeah, cake. I've seen you do that. It's like, you know, but you, you also can't, yeah, you can't let your kids suffer because you, you want, uh, yeah, you're but everyone needs to be on prep in the household. So no, you need, it's not. give and take. Yeah, it's give, it's give and take, yeah. you know? So, and yeah. that's why it's actually quite enjoying having a gym at home because you. it means I actually am at home more. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the. You know? So, I think it's going to take in all relationships, family life, romantic relationships, and family. Yeah. You know, it's, it's trying to balance it as well as you can. As well as you can. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm lucky Clea has no option, but she, she ends up prepping, so. And yeah, I guess the, the fact that she's doing it, she enjoys it. But somehow, all my preps, she's ended up prepping and dieting with me. So <laughs> if we if we are moody, we're both moody. <laughs> More of me being moody. No, she's never she's never moody. I'm the one who's like, ah, oh, don't talk to me. Leave me. <laughs> then then an hour later, I'm like, oh, that that wasn't nice. And yeah, so she's she's always smiling, dieting or not. I know I go into like I wake up and I'm just like, why, like cardio at four a.m. Why? And then, and I guess everyone who preps, I know from your first day of prep to the last one, there's always that. Why am I doing this again? Why? So I always ask myself until and I say and if that why changes. Then I'll stop competing, but as long as my why is the same, I'll just keep on prepping. Yeah. yeah. And and Jose, what about you? What are, what are your main main challenges? I mean, you you've said like bulk. Yeah, the bulk bulking. season is hard. <laughs> and what about your family? Do they understand? The balance bit of it is really hard. Yeah. I remember one time I broke up with my girlfriend then because of the whole thing. I think I was also becoming too obsessed <laughs> with the process. Plus, it gets to a point it's really hard when you're prepping. After weeks and weeks, then for me, I usually, uh, just when I'm so close to the contest, it's when I get some stupid cravings and uh, things that I usually don't even like. So... The whole mood experience, it's a bit hard, but I've, over time I've learned to balance it and uh, just know when it's family time, it's family time, and when it's time for that, it's time for that. Yeah, I think the more, the more you do it, the more you understand yourself, and you know when certain things are about to happen or are happening. So, yeah. it's, like you said, it's all about learning yourself. And and Shafi, I can see you're doing some bicep curls. Yeah, he's he's at the shop selling protein. I I like. I wish you guys could see the video. Yeah. He's got like some kind of contraption and. Uh, he's, is that his shop he's selling belts. protein? Doing bicep curls. <laughs> yeah. So so um, Shafi, what are your main? Your main challenges. I want to know the TV. I cannot hear you. 
What are your main challenges? Okay, my, my challenge, uh, personally, uh, like you and Leon, I, I told Leon the other day that he has a good wife <laughs> who understands what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's smart, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember. You know, I, just, uh, I picked up bodybuilding when I was still my wife. I met my wife in school in Form 2. Oh, wow. So she has really seen me transform from from someone else to someone else. She doesn't understand completely. Someone who is not eating the fried food, someone doesn't like sugar. She knows I like sugary stuff. <laughs> someone who likes to sleep, I sleep less. Man, uh, someone who a lot, a lot, a lot changed. So my wife really had a lot of work to adapt to my kind of lifestyle. And my kids, um, my kids are they, they, okay. They are not in the way in any way because they have their own food, they have their own diet. So. They come to they came to adopt with time. Nowadays, like they, they might even press my foot. So it comes with time, you know. So if you really know who you are, your life partner is, explain it to them, you know. <laughs> and you get along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was my main my main challenge. The other challenge is that um, my background was quite. Uh, I came from the gutter, from the ghetto, so I was not. Um, my I, I had no money. <laughs> I could not afford my food. You know, my gym as well, I could not afford, I remember crying. Someone who's a gym to allow me to train there. Fortunately, the same came along, started paying my, some of my gym membership, you know, giving supplements, you know, digestion was good to me in many ways. They were not uh, USN, uh, and some other few friends, so that's how I came up. So I had a quite so many problems, I can't tell you on this webcast. <laughs> yeah, you. you're here. That's what matters. Yeah, everyone has had a real journey, um, yeah. and to get to where they are now. Yeah. What matters is the destination, not where you came from. You know, True. how it all ends is what matters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Andy, did you have any other questions that you wanted to ask? Yeah, I got two, I thought of when we were planning the episode. And one big, big question, and I'm always interested because for bodybuilding and training, it takes over our lives. So I'm always interested what other hobbies everyone has to have a break from the bodybuilding lifestyle, even if it's for short while. There is no life outside of the gym. Call of Duty. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> exactly. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Although, although, yeah. That have his own problems, and yeah, you know, the reason I ask this question is because what happens when you get an injury or you can't train or the gym's closed, and you see it a lot, you know, it negative effects on mental health. So I'm just interested if anyone does anything else outside of the gym, you know, like like me and my all my animals and and your you know, your drawing. I have a chaotic madhouse. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to teach myself to draw. I'm doing my best. I'm not. I'm not a natural artist. But you're good at capturing I expressions. I, you, I'm enjoying watching your art progress. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have to work on things every day. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, so if anyone's got any hobbies outside of training, maybe. Anyone? <laughs> I like, uh, I, I, I do some uh, abstract painting and Ooh. sketches. Oh, nice. Uh, also, I... I like a lot of poetry, so that kind of stuff is what I do sometimes. Stuff. I like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, creative kind of stuff. A lot of arts kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I like doing all that. Yeah, it's nice to have a creative it gives me outlet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me when I'm not uh, bodybuilding, I'm uh, I'm a fan, I'm a husband. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, hobby. that's your hobby. <laughs> He's a husband. That's your hobby. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone would want to admit it's a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your wife should not hobby. listen to the podcast. But I'm not um, bodybuilding. What am I doing? Um, what am I doing, man? I'm making hustling. Nothing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Nothing more. Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Hustling. Hustling. Yeah. Anyone else <laughs> who does so anything do other than the gym? Yeah. They're thinking. They're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Jose, what, what do you what do you do? Can I come up with one? Yeah. Maybe you're a chef. <laughs> uh, Take that as a no. Uh, I enjoy playing basketball sometimes. Oh yeah, you used to play basketball, by the oh, way. Oh yeah. I yeah. drink gin. Yeah, like I, I love listening to music. Nothing much. Yeah. I Fitness is life. Yeah. <laughs> like There's feeling. No other life. Mikala has been thinking. Yeah, I can oh, see she her. Scratch, she's scratching her head like, what the, What do I do? Well, she's got YouTube. She's, she's got lots going on. Creating memes, Mikala. Well, oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah, she creates memes. That's her hobby. <laughs> the queen of memes. Yeah. She has I'd frozen. I'd like to swimming, though. Yeah, I, think I want to take up. I have fear of water. I don't want to learn how to swim. Ah. Oh, nice. So you're like Leon. Yeah, I also wanted to learn to swim. Yeah, I, I, it's not one of the things I really enjoy. I but, really think I'll take that up now. But I do it in the baby pool, and yeah. <laughs> we couldn't get armbands to fit him though. They don't make those for bodybuilders. Yeah, so next I'm going to look, and I'm not even embarrassed. I'm going to look for floaters. You know, the vest, big vest, and then I'll, I'll, I'll so, use. So, what are your hobbies yourself? We haven't heard from Tina. Uh, for us, oh, clear. Oh, and uh, well, I, I love cooking. I like baking. Oh, yeah, you see that. Um, mm. I also like drawing. My mum's an artist. I haven't picked up most of her talent, but I have a little bit. Um, and yeah, I love just, I love animals. So always out walking with the dog. And I love uh, nature and safaris. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, see. Um... Well, she cooks, I eat, so eating is part of the, the, the hobby package. Um, That's your profession. But yeah, of late, um, I've been doing a lot of uh, gaming, so I, I like to play online gaming. Um, I used to play the guitar, which I'm thinking of taking up again. So I want to take up the guitar again and uh, writing poetry a bit here and there. I... I did art. I used to draw. I've also not done it in a while, so I'll pick it up again. And 
Nice. Yeah, football. I play. I've, I play all sports. It's just that because of I guess work and a lot of gym, especially with PT, that the hours of the day are just long. So I've never really had time to take up these activities. But I think after the Corona, it's it's probably time to just create that time and do more of the other stuff. So maybe. I think she's let me let's just see if we can find her again. I think her uh, there she is. Oh she's back. We're waiting to hear about your hobbies. Tina, your hobbies. Oh yeah, um so apart from posting memes and being on YouTube, I actually <laughs> teach Sunday school, which most of you don't know. I'm actually a oh, nice. She tell knows this at least. Um, I also like knitting. I can't paint to save my life, so I don't do painting, and I watch a lot of movies. That's just about it. Well, that that's impressive. What about the biscuits? You have a biscuit business. She has a biscuit obsession. She's a cookie monster. (laughs) Uh, um, What? Yeah, Yeah, I have a biscuit. Well, I think it's good to like cookies. Um, Andy, did you have any anything else to ask? One last question for me. Um, what lessons have you guys taken from bodybuilding that you've been able to use in the rest of your life? Hmm, that's deep. Yeah, <laughs> Not a real long one, but okay. <laughs> so what lessons, lessons have we learned? I think for me, oh God. Is that, yeah, exactly. You know, what lessons from bodybuilding have you taken into the rest of your life, into like your everyday life, work or whatever? Uh, discipline would be my first, first, first lesson. Yep. I can take in everything and have adopted in everything in my life, actually. That structure is, I couldn't find that structure all my life, really. I grew up from a troubled childhood, um, what a disaster, I mean, a quite a disturbed childhood with no structure, grown up into, it was a mess, basically, and that is the most important thing that really defines my life right now. That discipline is what I've taken the will take ahead as yeah. well. Even if when I stop bodybuilding would continue to be a mm. part of my life. Mm. It it's it just shapes the character. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, but my biggest lesson would be Consistency does wonders for for you in anything in life. It doesn't matter if it's working out. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's a job. It doesn't matter if it doesn't matter whatever it is. Consistency actually does wonders for for you in your life. And uh, in any journey that you're taking, remember to carry others along because that's the only way each of us keeps improving. Because if you leave others behind and you're at number one and the second person is yes. at number 10, it doesn't do anything for the community. So just when you're going anywhere on any journey, on any journey, it's 
it's imperative that you carry others along so that you create a good succession plan for your generation and for the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. It's good. That's very good. Jose? Yeah. Uh, same for me as Shitala said. I think the discipline that it comes with has been everything for me. I've learned to like the same amount of discipline I put into it to other aspects of my life and I think it's working great just holding yourself responsible and account accounting for everything plus I've also learned that at least you you don't always get everything sometimes you have cars you don't you have dance you don't have cars. Yeah. You, don't, you don't always get everything in life <laughs> <laughs> but it's good it's been a good journey the discipline is so well it's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and Shafi uh, yeah so uh, what I've learned from bodybuilding is that uh, by the good lessons from all of you guys courage what I've learned myself is that uh, life is a process, you know. Like, you know, when you want to do it. And along the way, you're going to lose or you're going to win. You know, you have to just be patient to see it to the end. You don't give up, you know. Like, you know, you're not doing enough. If you quit, you quit. It's all done. One more day, one more day, another day, another day, competition day. Start to take your lessons. That's the way life it is. According to me, yeah. yeah, you have to yeah. take it one day at a time, yeah. 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 And above all, to trust in God Almighty, yeah. and, and that's a good answer. The life is a good answer. Life is a process, and it's about enjoying the process mm. and seeing the journey rather than just trying to rush to a destination. And, you know, I think you have to, if you're going to be in bodybuilding, you've got to enjoy the actual process of bodybuilding. Yeah. It's not just about that two minutes on stage, it's about the whole process. Indeed. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, well, I think that's all we've got time for today. And thank you all so much for, for joining us. That's been really interesting. It's been uh, quite eye-opening. And I think what people can take away is that there's so much more to bodybuilding than you would expect. You know, how for many it is just almost a life saviour, really. And then the lessons that it teaches you, the dedication, the consistency, um, it, it really is uh, an amazing sport. Um, still growing here, but there is a thriving community, you know, as you can see by everyone who's been on this podcast, everyone is really supportive. Um, so if you are interested in bodybuilding or you want to get into bodybuilding, don't hesitate to reach out to anyone on the podcast and I'm sure they can give you a helping hand. Yeah. So thanks again, guys, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Did I mention this is my favorite podcast in the whole world? <laughs> yes, you're Thank you. Oh, okay. I, I'm just going to me. Thank you for having us. Thanks for the support. I don't even know how to join these and I just started listening. Yeah. When I asked Claire, how do you do this? Yeah, I was like, well, how do you listen to these things? Yeah. You've got to, you've got to, I'll, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link to all of them. Send us all the links. <laughs> I think even better, even better, yeah. Mikala, make a meme. Make a meme for people who don't yeah, know how to use podcasts. <laughs> how to. Right. All right, guys, have a lovely day. All right. Thanks, you too. Right. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.